Ladies and gentlemen, Opposite Attractions proudly presents a new mission space. Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen, the show about theme park design that is technically possible. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by the man who forgot to tell us he had a heart condition before this episode, Jim Murphy. I am also pregnant or nursing. Yes. Hey, don't talk about that shit, man. We have, we snuck a pregnant woman onto E.T., Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I've done it all, baby. <laughs> You, you, you snuck her on, you put her under your shirt, and yeah, you yeah. said no. And then I looked pregnant, and then it was a struggle to get me in the ride. And then I was like, no, I just had a lot of corn dogs recently, is what happened with me. Uh, churros, churros do that to you. <laughs> churros, baby, that's all it takes. Um, so we're fixing up mission space for this episode, a ride that I famously refused to ride, and uh, I had never seen point of view video of mission space until i realized i had to know what i'm fixing up and jim it might be the worst <laughs> ride i think i've ever seen in my entire life but you watched green did you watch orange i watched orange and um the, i don't know if the guy had a steady cam or what but it looked like the exact same ride well so the like, as of, like, two years ago, they were the same, but the orange was, like, we're gonna, like, I think it actually, like, turned you upside down yeah. using the centrifuge, but when they, they were, like, people people might not like that, so they had the green was the same ride, but without that, what? so it wasn't as, like, extreme, but it was, like, I think the audio-video was the same, but then last year, they upgraded green to essentially be Soren in space. Oh, really? I might have seen the before that happened version. So, then. yeah, they, they changed it to you take off and you, like, fly around the planet and then land back, like, down in, like, in, in Florida. Yeah. So it's like, there's the Great Wall of China from space, and there's, like, Paris from space, and then it's like, oh, there's a little bit of turbulence, we're hitting, like, bad weather, and then you land, and that's it. That's, like, the only thrilling part of the ride. It's just, I'm very, how? Jim, how's this ride work? Because from everything I've seen, you get into a seat, and then a control panel gets far too close to you, and then you- You're not even, I don't even think you're really in a seat- you're you're in like a seat that's like half of your ass. Oh wow, that's like you're basically standing in a box that is. I think if you put your hands out, you would touch the uh, like touch the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really you. rough. Like um, it's very cramped. Yeah, during the green, well, I watched the green one first. The guy kept moving the camera around to look at the other people, and that's when I realized, oh, this is your coffin. That they will take yeah. you out on because yeah. holy it shit. Is, I got claustrophobia from the coffin. video. I was afraid just from watching the video I felt cramped. Yeah, it's it's like a four-person coffin, essentially. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's in a circle of, I think, like five or six of them at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just spins in a circle while you're riding it and kind of pitches back and forth. I and hate left it. left to right. It's on like an arm sort of. It's a similar arm to what they use for, I think it's like the Iron Man experience in Tokyo. Oh, okay. But, but I think in in like the United States somehow that like the rights to that got bought out by universal. I think it's what they use for forbidden journey is a similar thing, but okay. not as a box. You're not in a box, but you're basically connected to like a tilde whirl in a coffin. I really, I hate it. I hate everything about this ride. You picked the perfect ride to fix up because this ride absolutely sucks. The, the, uh, post show area, the like post ride thing is amazing. Yeah. It is like fun as all hell. You, there's like it's like a it's like a game you can play, where you go in and it's like a uh, it, it almost feels like a like a like a I don't want to say like a Facebook game or like an iOS game, but it is like it, it feels like you're actually accomplishing something. And it's like I don't remember what the colors are, but it's like one side of this little room is like the red team, there's that's the blue team, yeah, and you have to do stuff to get points and under a time limit. So like you have to move. Like, every, it'll say, like, go to the right, and everybody has to push right at the same time, and if, like, one person screws up, like, you don't get as many points, and you have to, like, follow, or some people have to do one task, and then everyone else has to do, like, another task, and you're all trying to work together now in it, a little group. It's a fun little experience. I was thinking to say, is it, like, um, the end of Spaceship Earth, where you can walk in even if you didn't ride the yes. ride? Oh, thank God, because yes. I do want to do this, but I absolutely do not want to have to force yeah, myself I, through mission I space. I think every, I think every, like, you can walk in the back of, like, Test Track, you can walk in the back of, like, the Living Seas. Yeah. You can walk in all those things and just do that stuff, yeah. I don't know why you would want to just walk into Spaceship Earth and do this stuff, but some people are weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, Jim, I wanted to bring a quiz to the table. And before the show started, we both did bring up the fact that if you Google Mission Space Quiz, you essentially get a real shitty, like, Disney, official Disney Parks quiz that they've made apparently three iterations of. But well, uh, remember, the ride did change, and when they updated the, the green, they, because before your, like, Mission Control, like, like, headquarters guy was Gary Sinise. Oh my god, what? And then, and now it is Gina Torres, who was, uh, was in Firefly. Oh, that's cool. Um, I like that. So, I don't, I, like, and I don't know what other things changed. I think not much else changed. They just, like, took him out and put her in. Yeah. Well, I mean, also the fact that we've never ridden the, this might be the first episode where neither of us have ridden the ride that wasn't already a dead ride. Um, I, I definitely would throw up on on this ride. Yeah, yeah. Even though even the even the green side, I'd be like, oh no, it's the Great Wall of China black. <laughs> over. So instead, I decided to take us on another um, another space related quiz, because Jim, I don't know how well that you jam and welcome people to the slam <laughs> on the reg, <laughs> but. Currently, I'm on um, funtrivia.com, and I want to read you the description of the quiz. <laughs> the description is simply, This quiz is about a great movie called Space Jam. 
That's it. That's the whole description. They really got us with this. So, I mean, I think the Warner Brothers characters were licensed to Paramount, like King's Island, King's Dominion, but I think now they are licensed to Six Flags. Yeah, they're straight Six, Six Flags, Flags boys now. Um, now, question one, and I know this is going to be a real toughie for you. Who is the basketball man in the movie? Jim, who's the basketball boy that they use in Space Jam? Um, I, w- I really wanted to s- just, as a joke, say the one white guy, but I don't remember who the one white guy oh, is. Oh, are you talking about uh, Larry Bird? Is that it? No, they uh, they steal, like, if oh. you think about who they steal the powers from, you're like, that's weird. Like, uh, oh, Sean Bradley is the big lug that they steal the powers <laughs> from. I do love that Sean also gets, like, once the Monstars steal their energy, they kind of take their forms, and the form that takes Sean Bradley is just, like, this big dipshit throughout the rest of the film. His forehead is, like, as tall as I am. Yeah. Um, question two... It was Michael Jordan, by the way, fuckers. Um, (laughs) Question two, what is the name of the basketball team of oversized aliens? The Monstars. There we go, the Monstars. I don't know why I'm now becoming, like, I'm working, I'm working at, like, one of the hotels at Disney doing a quiz for people at the pool area. Why? Why? You know what? If I owned, if I ran, like, Six Flags Creative Control, I absolutely would do a Space Jam attraction of some kind somewhere. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. why isn't there one? Probably because, like, making a... Well, actually, if you go inside one of the big... I understand that the movie is 25 years old, but then again, like... Well, if you go um, inside Six Flags Magic (laughs) Mountain, there's actually a basketball court in there, and Bugs Bunny's playing all the time on it. Um, Number three, what is the name of the theme park in outer space? Fun Mountain, Gonzo World, Moron Mountain, or Looney Land? I literally had to, like, until you, I heard more on Mountain, I forgot that that's what it was, what it was yeah. called. Now, which, which Looney... is also the name of... Yeah. Which Looney Tune does not play in the basketball game? Yosemite Sam, Granny, Tweety, or Elmer Fudd? Oh. Um, well, I think Yosemite Sam's the ref. Nope, the ref is um, Marvin the Martian. Oh yes, I I know Shoot. the answers. So again, I'm just speak again. Speak again. The characters speak. Speak to me the names of the Looney Tunes. Yosemite Sam, Granny, Tweety, or Elmer Fudd. I'm gonna go with Granny. Uh, it was in fact Granny because she was instead a cheerleader and spent the whole game knitting the pom poms. <laughs> also, was there like I, a if... was there a big deal? With, like, Disney trying to purchase the rights to the Looney Tunes and them staying independent, and was the whole Mr. Smackhammer or whatever trying to buy the Looney Tunes a reference to this? Because it does seem like that. Um, I don't think so. Um, I don't think Disney ever tried to purchase the Warner Brothers characters. Alright, number five. What is the name of the Looney Tunes team? The Tunes... Team Wacky, Team Looney, <laughs> they're cracky, they're googie, they're all a little loony. Uh, or the Toon Squad. The Toon Squad. Yeah. Also, fun fact, 
this quiz has an average six out of ten, and I'm kind of like, hey, internet? Internet. <laughs> How, though? What do the aliens use to suck out the basketball player's skill? A real question that can be asked about um, Space Jam. Their personalities. Was it a golf bag, a vacuum cleaner, a basketball, or some nasty sweat socks? I hope it was a vacuum. I hope. I, it's been a long time since I've seen the Space Jam movie. Oh boy, it was a basketball because there's an awkward scene near the end where Michael Jordan pulls out this basketball, holds it out to the five bad basketball players, and just goes, touch it. Touch it. Come on, baby. Just, <laughs> I remember it Just now. touch it. Touch that ball. Sean Bradley's like, I usually don't touch the basketball. Touch, <laughs> touch that nasty ball, baby. Um, how does... There's nothing on uh, on a Space Jam wiki about who he would have been, uh, like... Inspired by? Patterned after. Yeah. yeah, I don't see any. Uh, how does Michael get to Looney Tunes land? I don't know if... Well, no, he just goes the one time. He doesn't come back ever again. Does Daffy grab him in a horrific scene? Is a vacuum cleaner again? An earthquake occurs and he falls in a hole or through a golf hole? It is through a golf hole. In the dumbest scene where he just leans down to get his, his fucking ball and he just falls through because that's how shit works. Um, oh shit. This just went from like... That's how he, I think that's how he ended up on the White Sox also. Yeah, this just cranked it up to 11 because on the Space <laughs> Jam DVD cover, who does it not show? Yosemite Sam, Sylvester, Taz, or Porky Pig. Oh, okay. I know Taz is there because he's eating the thing that all the Looney Tunes are coming out of. I'm going to go with Sam, but... uh, It's either Sam... I'm just going to look. I'm going to cheat it and look at what the picture is. I think it's Sylvester. Because Sylvester seems like the least recognizable of them. Uh, you would be wrong on the Sylvester. Oh no! Were you wrong on the Sam? Because I know I, it's Taz. It doesn't appear. It doesn't appear that I am wrong on the Sam. Okay, who directed the film Space Jam? Hans Goldman, Joe Pitka, Zachary Davis, or Kyle Cooper? Once again, no clue. Werner Herzog. <laughs> This is going to be my opus. It will be about a giant. <laughs> Aliens come to us and then they are, they are attacked by the Looney Tunes. Dragging a, dragging a basketball player over Moron Mountain. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is it Hans Goldman? I don't. Did it have a director? How about that? <laughs> You're trying to trick us, Quiz. No one made this. This was fate. This was. Oh my God. If you look up. The picture of this fellow. Uh, of Hans? He looks like Riff Raff from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Who, the director or Hans Goldman? Yes, the director. I'm going to look up Hans Goldman, and we're going to compare so I can see. Oh, it's definitely... Um, um, Jim? Yeah? You'd think they'd put, you know, other directors... But, you would think that, wouldn't you? But Hans Goldman is an Austrian-Swiss ophthalmologist and inventor who died in 1991. So I don't think it's him. Is it? Is it Kyle? 
Joe Pitka? I don't know. It is Joe P- Joe Pitka. Is what it okay. is. Okay. And then finally, is this film by the W? I like. I do like the idea of if the end of the movie would have been like Yosemite Sam holding up like a pair of lenses to Michael Jordan. Like, do you like one or two better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One or two. Uh, and is this movie by the WB, DreamWorks, who I don't think were around until way after this movie, Disney or Paramount? Well, DreamWorks is like 90... Five six range. Yeah, yeah. So that is probably afterwards. I think. Well, what? Like it's Warner. That is such a dumb question. It is absolutely the Warner Brothers <laughs> characters. I know, right? The WB. Like, Mickey Mouse does not appear in this film. Yeah. I'm gonna dunk on all you bitches. They do make a reference to him, though. They do make a, a Mickey Mouse reference because they were. T- I believe they were talking about um, Daffy was trying to get the. Their team named the Ducks, and he responds with, "What kind of Mickey Mouse organization would name their team the Ducks?" The Ducks, yes, Mighty Ducks reference for the win. Yep. So, Jim, you brought now that we're experts on space. After googling a lot, I gotta ask you, <laughs> how did you fix Mission Space? It seemed impossible. Um, I I did add. Um, a franchise to it. It is not Warner Brothers Looney <laughs> Tunes franchise. Damn it! Um, for for starters, um, so the outside of the attraction has the big globes. It has like the Earth globe, and it has the Mars big globe, and then it has some weird ass like orange globe that I think is probably in the ride somewhere. Jim, this is 2019. Uh, it's inappropriate to comment on the size of a ride's globes. You got they have got a personality. <laughs> well. Uh, I would probably just remove the, this is these are the changes to the outside of the attraction building. I would take the orange globe out and I would change the red globe to be blue. Okay. Uh, it will become obvious in a moment why. Uh, you go into the the pre-show. It is exactly the same as it is now. <laughs> it is literally exactly the same. Okay. You get in the ride vehicle. Everything is exactly the same. You get ready to like take off, and suddenly static. Everything goes static. You think, oh. This is kind of, okay, maybe the ride's broken. Everything comes back, it looks like it's normal, and then on the screen you're looking out, the little window, a little, like, Skypey video call HUD pops up, and you see uh, America's favorite game show host, Guy Smiley. Okay, I thought you were going in the red and blue pill situation, and then it was static, and then Keanu Reeves would pop up and be like, you gotta make (laughs) a choice. uh, yeah, um, Guy Smiley, America's favorite game show host from the Sesame Street, does appear. Thank you, because I had I thought and, I thought this was a character that Jim made up. I thought this was a Jim. I no, see. No, and he tells you that he you're gonna play a game called Find Some Space. Okay. I, I don't do the voice. I am not Jim Henson. I can't do Guy Smiley's voice. Uh, you go through the launch as it is normal, and then he's like, "Well, I guess you won. You found space." And then okay, he's like, I guess you. I can turn I like, you. Is that so it, then, Jim? Wait, was that no. it? He, uh, so then he turns you over to um, your mission control, which is Statler and Waldorf. Okay. And they proceed to mock you for uh, a while while you're kind of floating there. And then Kermit kind of pipes in and says that what your real mission is, is that you have to find where Gonzo went because a stunt went bad and he is now in space. Okay, I thought this was going to be full-on pigs in space. Oh, it gets there. Okay, It does get there eventually, yes. 
Um, you do uh, end up first going to like an international space station, and you uh, you happen to like fly by Sweetums doing a spacewalk. Okay. Who does mention that he is still looking for Bean Bunny for some reason? Okay, that's cool. Yeah, he's Bunny. Yeah, he's just screaming Bunny. Bunny. Bunny ran away. So that happens, and then you do end up at uh, Swine Trek, and you meet uh, the characters of, of uh, Pigs in Space. Fuck yes! And, this is... and uh, you find out that Gonzo did, like, crash into their ship. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, they're like... Uh, they're like... He's like, how am I supposed to get back? And they're just like, well, this is just a TV set. <laughs> <laughs> and, then you, uh, and then you do come... Uh, Back to the back to the planet, and you uh, somehow end up landing in Elmo's world. La 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 la. la. And before you can like uh, completely have a panic attack of that, uh, the static does come back, and then you're just like back to the normal ride again, and they just act like you just did the normal ride. Jim, I'd like to think that if you could remake an entire theme park, it would just be stealing rides from other theme parks and then putting the Muppets in them. That's it. That's all it would take to make the Jim Murphy theme park. Well, they, I mean, Disney kind of wanted to do that first, so. Yeah, wasn't it? It was. They did want to make, they did want to make the Great Muppet Movie Ride, which we should have talked about last week, and we did. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, actually, what I did want to bring up, because today, not the day this is going out, like, live to the world, but the day we are recording it is uh, the f- 64th birthday of Disneyland. Aww. And there are people just still brawling ever since then in Toontown. <laughs> Happy birthday, Disneyland. You've caused so much horror in our lives. Have some cake and punch. <laughs> ah! Okay. You, you got a scream out of me on that one. Okay. Uh, I, wouldn't, I would not add uh, Muppets to every ride. Um, just the bad ones. You would take them out of the Muppet ride. You would take them out of that. It would been be, just be called O Vision. I, I am. Uh, I'm very sweaty right now because it is hot in my uh, my little office, um, and it is like supposed to be like a hundred some degrees. And at my place of employment, they did put up signs like "Hey, stay hydrated." And for some reason, and I just noticed this today, one of the signs is the elephant bathing pool from Jungle Cruise, and I literally like I almost had to go to HR and complain. You were just like. They were like, fucking Jim likes Disney World. We should put this in there for him. <laughs> this is, this it's like Easter, It was like an Easter egg at work. It was very weird. Yeah. Well, my update to the ride is um, it has You're almost... You're going to put Muppets no- tonight. Is this correct? Yeah. It has nothing to do with the ride itself, but a lot to do with its history because we commented earlier on how it seemed like a coffin. Well, Jim, my ride, the Death Rider, is uh, about to teach you <laughs> teach you what uh, could truly happen. So, you get on the ride, and it starts spinning up. And essentially, what proceeds is a series of sketches where you are portraying your own death like through a skydiving accident where you're hurtling towards the earth and then the chute doesn't pull. But each time, it's it's like a dream. It stops right before you die. There's one where you're like, 
I think I would slow down the centrifuge so you could feel spinning and you see a barrel and then you look through the hole of it and you see a waterfall right in front of you and then you splat, then you keep cutting, then you keep cutting and then eventually all of the uh, all of it turned to planks of wood and you realize that you are in a coffin and then the camera pans over and David Blaine's with you and he's like, I'm about to teach you the secrets. <laughs> The secrets of the death, <laughs> death Rider. Here's how you escape death. Um, and I didn't have a lot of time to really flesh this out. Most of it happened on the drive home. But yeah, essentially it would just be a bunch of like... It, it's almost like experiencing the life of a stuntman. Where you go through like all of their different stunts of like Evil Knievel jumping the Grand Canyon. And you could feel like the speed of that. Or, like, like I said, a skydiver, and it's got all of, like, these different high-adrenaline things happening. But then they all go tear. It's essentially Goofy's world of sports, the ride. <laughs> they were gonna add the skydiving thing to uh, Epcot and call it Soaring Into California. Are you, are you fucking with me, or is this legit? I am fucking with you, because I said Soaring Into California, okay, because so- you would hit the ground. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> They were gonna, yeah, they were just gonna put skydiving in. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a thing, I think, where they like you. Yeah, indoor indoor skydiving is a thing. Yeah, there used to be one on uh, on I Drive up by the giant McDonald's. Yeah. I think it's no longer. I think it's derelict now. A McDonald's that I I believe is right across the street from Hulk Hogan's Beach Shop now. And I made the wrong choice last time I was there to not go to the big, big, good McDonald's that apparently has an arcade in it. Instead, went to Hulk Hogan's Beat Shop, which is very sad, Jim. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I, you, you need advice on whether or not to go to known racist Hulk Hogan's Beat Shop. But even the employees are not excited to be there. And there's like memorabilia <laughs> and everything. And they're just like, hey, man, what's up? Yeah, we got shot glasses with John Cena's face on it, I guess. You want one of those? <laughs> you want to... They have... That McDonald's also has, like, a jungle in it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, It's, like, themed to, like, a jungle. It is wild in it's there. It's the world's largest McDonald's, I believe. And they're just celebrating it. Also, if we're just gonna now talk about random shit that's happening in Kissimmee and Orlando now, I found out earlier today that there's apparently a medieval times meets wrestling thing that's going on down there now, and uh, I'm okay. I'm going next time, Jim, and I'll have some coverage for the podcast about medieval times meets John Cena. <laughs> Thou can't see me. Thou cannot see me. Dost thou smell what thine rock is cooking? Tis, tis steak. So we fixed mission space. I killed a lot of people along the way, but we need. S- hey, but David Blaine's in it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But now we got to figure out. S- if every if everything was David Blaine trying to teach you how to not not get killed. Yeah. Just he just keeps popping up. But now we need a ride for next week, and I totally know what the ride is. I'm not wasting time at all to get us to the thirty minute mark that this podcast usually gets to. Um, how about that? We haven't done Magic Kingdom in a while. Oh my God! Can we do a mini segment where we have to make our own Casey Corner hot dog reboot? Just like a very own nasty hot dog. 
Okay, so that's- this is now RuPaul's Drag Race, your mini challenge for next week. You have to bring in your own Casey's Corner hot dog, but all- it's the, the limited edition Disney pin hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Kronk hot dog, and it's got spinach puffs all over it. The bun is spinach puffs. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, Magic Kingdom rides that- I mean- that, that aren't very good. It's pretty difficult. Magic Kingdom kind of gets it where it's going. So I'm going to go with a ride that is very, very good and near and dear to my heart. It was one of the first rides oh. my baby rode at Disney World while she was still in my wife. And that is Pirates of the Caribbean. We have to... <laughs> we have to oh, wait a minute. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Never mind. I just remembered what we do need to do, because I don't know if you'll do it the week after, but there's another ride that is near and dear to my heart that was my wife's first ride ever at Disney, and it is Los Tres Caballeros. Oh, I didn't even think about doing we that. We have to remake the greatest drunk ride of all time, Los Tres Caballeros. And make a hot dog to go along with it. I don't know. Oh, you never saw Sounds Dangerous, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you probably have never been super intoxicated at a theme park. Something that I am. I read the, I wrote the original uh, El Rio del Tiempo, The River of Time. And let me tell you, that is a. That is way worse yeah. of an attraction. They already done that. <laughs> they did the episode on that ride and made Los Tres Caballeros. So now we have to update it even further. Jim, I swear to God, if you put Miss Piggy in a flamenca dress and that's your punch up for this ride, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> but until then, Jim, where could people... A salute to all nations, <laughs> but mostly Mexico. Mexico. Where could people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at apparently smart, and uh, you can. Uh, I'm making art now, so go look on uh, YouTube for apparently artistic and, and find them there. There's a couple videos there. Yeah, it's uh, some relaxing shit. It's the exact yeah. opposite of this podcast. It's just like some chill ass. <laughs> While Jim's pouring paint on a fucking canvas, I'm like, I can get with this. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, by all my books on Amazon. And if you're out there looking for a voice actor, if you're looking for someone to do some graphic design, if you want me to do what I do for this show for free, for a price, go to my Fiverr account that I just started up. I just started a Fiverr so I could eventually get enough money a week to where I can quit a job and spend all my time with a baby. So now I'm guilt tripping you into giving me money. <laughs> So check that out. Check out all the... You can also give me money. That's yeah. fine. Check out all the other shows online at a load of PureBS.com. And remember to support the show, whether that be by picking up some merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com or by donating to our Patreon, patreon.com slash loadofbs. You get awesome perks, access to our Discord, where every time we go live, you get a notification right there on your phone. You get uh, shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like the Patreon Saint of Upset Attractions, Ransom Meltzer. And, of course, you get access to my exclusive show, You Paid For This, where me and my co-host on a load of BS, Blake Tanner, watch absolutely terrible movies and commentate over them. I just forced him to watch The Cat in the Hat, and he hasn't forgiven me since. So, really, <laughs> you guys need to check that out. And check out Jim and me on Twitter 
at op at show. That is spelled O-P-V-A-T-T-S-H-O-W. Are you down with O-P-P?